Welcome to the Atlanta Fringe Audio 2021, brought to you by the Atlanta Fringe Festival. To learn more about the Atlanta Fringe Festival, go to atlantafringe.org. This show is for a mature audience. It contains adult content. This is an old Norwegian tale. An history som nuen av dere kanske vet. A tale that some of you may know. Men det var delar av det aldri delt. But there are parts of it never shared. Till no. Till now. Det er Nisse Natten. This is the night of the Nisse. Our tale begins in the year 1847, in Kongerikat Nor, where Vikings once made the snow crimson with their swords, where the crack of Thor's hammer echoes across the peak of Oxkulten with the mighty Kjolan Mountains. It is a land that in summer is lush and smells of wildflowers and moss and fertility, but in winter the ice creeps across the rooftops, Frost claims fjords, and the cold sits in your bones like branches laden with snow, heavy, close to snapping under the weight. A land that was once so welcoming now retracts her invitation, giving visitors a literal cold shoulder. Norway in December is a foreboding countryside, sunlit a maximum of six hours a day, encouraging its inhabitants as night descends to retreat to their cozy fires and to distract themselves from the chill that snatches their breath from their lungs. On one such December night, Yuleoften, Christmas Eve night in fact, the patriarch of the homestead, Oli Jakub, came in from the violent winter winds of Nordland. He was a widower with one son, Fritjof, who was recently married with his own farm to look after and one daughter, Ilva, who was eighteen and most decidedly not married. Oli Jakub sat by the roaring fire, his cheeks the same color as the flames, burnt from the icy blasts. Ilva? Ilva? Yes, Papa? Ilva Satnus, could you uh, bring me some tea, please? No, but I'll give you something better. Glog. I started mulling the wine this morning. I have the cold board on the table, ready for when Fritjof and Ingeborg arrive tonight. It'll be wonderful to see them again. It's been too long. I've missed Fritjof's face. Oh, I never thought I'd hear that. Papa, I miss him. You know that. I know. Fritjof worries about traveling. I think he would wrap Ingeborg up like glass if she'd let him. It's his first child. He's being cautious. So funny. Fritz, the one who jumped out of the barn rafters into the haystacks below, who walked on the thinnest ice on the pond just to hear it crack and then slide on his belly back the way he came. That was when he was a child, and I seem to remember someone daring him to commit these acts of bravery. Maybe. We kept you busy, didn't we, Papa? 
I liked it that way. Now, have you made the porridge for the niece, sir? Papa, no. You'll be unhappy if we're late. Papa. Papa. What, Eva? We don't need to waste porridge on a fairy tale. The Nisa must have his porridge. Papa, I'm grown. We don't need to keep playing this game. I know we don't have a little elf with a big beard and red pointy hat that protects the homestead. Papa, that's make-believe. Magical little creatures don't ride around on barn cats, taking revenge on people for cursing, or peeing in the barn, or not giving the Nis a butter on his porridge. Those were things you said to keep us in line, especially with Mom... Gone. But Fritz is away now, and I never wanted to pee in the barn, so we don't have to do this anymore. We can save the porridge for ourselves. The Nisa must have his porridge. All right, Papa. And don't forget the butter. Ilva prepared the Risengrin's groat just the way her father had taught her with short grain rice, water, milk, salt, and cinnamon. But as she served the porridge, she put the pat of butter in first and poured the steamy rice over the golden treat. I will leave this porridge in the barn for the Nesa, as I promised Papa. Hopefully the mice enjoy the Christmas cheer. <laughs> Yuva left the barn and returned to the cottage to drink glog, fill her plate with smoked salmon and brown cheese, and enjoy her own Christmas Eve porridge as dessert with her family. After Yuva left, there's a curious sound in the back corner of the barn, like something waking up. From the hay emerges an elderly man, who, at first glance, appears to be all hair and nose, he has a thick gray beard that grew to his belly button, making a triangle-like point at the end. His nose is round and pops out above his beard like a buttered bun. His blue eyes are quick, darting around the barn, looking for anyone who would dare trespass onto his land. When all appears to be calm, he puts on his beloved red-felted hat, which is long and sticks straight into the sky. He stands up and brushes the bits of hay from his charcoal wool sweater and red pants, which due to years of chores, were patched with bits of fabric he found. Hat included, he stands almost three feet tall and is built sturdy, his limbs having lifted saddles and stones and milked many a cow and chased many a fox from the property. <sighs> the Nisse is the guardian of the homestead. He is proud of his work and expects recognition for his loyalty. After all, it's his stealth and dedication that keeps the farm safe. At that moment, the Nisse catches a scent in the barn, and he puts his bulb of a nose up and takes a deep breath. <laughs> the Nissa followed his nose to the still steaming bowl of porridge. 
His eyes are bright with joy as he takes another whiff of the milky cinnamon treat. He lifts the bowl to his lips, about to gobble it greedily, but stops. There's one scent that is missing, a very important one. Butter! Where is my butter? To the Nyssa, the butter is gold. It is dairy luxury, melting on one's tongue in an ecstasy of churned cream. To Anissa, there is nothing of higher value. The expectation is that his porridge would have a dollop of butter on top. But... There is no butter! The Nyssa was angered by this lack of respect. <laughs> the Nyssa had upset the family's cow, Hilda. The Nyssa instinctively went to soothe her. Hilda looked at the Nyssa, her long lashes curling over her big brown eyes. She began to relax, knowing her friend was there. He stroked the cow's snout. She was the family's best cow, the very cow from whom's milk the butter would have been made, the butter that was missing from his porridge. Where is my butter? The Nyssa walked to the north wall of the barn, where several tools hung, a pitchfork, a rake, a shovel, and an axe. The Nyssa took the axe. Where is my butter for you, Lafton? The Nyssa was swift. He swung and hit Hilda's heart. He didn't want her to suffer for their mistakes. But if he couldn't have her butter, then no one could. There, there, sweet Hilda. I'm sorry for what they've done. The Nyssa kissed Hilda's still warm velvet nose. When Nyssa is sad, he likes to eat. He walked back to the butterless porridge and gulped it down by the spoonful. What's this? Butter? But it's, it's the bottom of the porridge, not the top. The Nyssa realized his error. Lars! Come! From the shadows, a massive orange feline sauntered to the Nyssa. This is Lars, a Norwegian forest cat who was several inches taller than he. Lars cocked his head to the side. I need your help, friend. And with that, the Nyssa jumped on Lars' back, and they took off. Lars' paws crunching over the fresh snow as they ran across the starlit countryside to a neighboring farm owned by a family whose Nyssa had long since passed. He snuck into their barn and threw a rope over a bountiful spring heifer. There you be. The Nyssa and Lars led the heifer to Ole Jacob's farm and put her in the stall beside Hilda, whose blood had pooled and grown thick on the dirt floor. What's this? Hilda stood in the doorway in her linen shift. She was holding a small lantern. The smell of iron was strong. 
She had smelt that before when her father had butchered a large roe deer. Who's there? It was then that Ylva's lantern lit the empty bowl of porridge, the spoon dirty with dried milk. <gasps> but no one has been in the barn tonight but me. Verfan? Who, who ate the porridge? I did. Ylva froze. You don't make it the way your mother did. Show yourself. Ylva turned quickly. Her lantern illuminating a corner filled with hay. She turned again, an empty chair. She turned again, and the light bounced off the open globes of Hilda's dead eyes. Ah! Hilda! Oh, wait! Watch your language! Don't you know it's rude to curse in front of your elders? <gasps> and I'm a very old thing indeed. Yova dropped her lantern. Just outside of its circle, a shadow with a pointy hat. <laughs> the Nisabite is known to be poisonous. There is no cure. When Oli Yakub found Ilva, he wept. He had to wait till spring to dig her grave. So on Christmas Eve night, remember to leave porridge for the Nissa. And don't forget the pat of butter on top. Otherwise... Haifin verjulsted and godjul fra Spesilt nor tent. Happy Holidays and Merry Christmas from Special When Lit. Nissanatten was written by Nissa Nordland Morgan and produced by Special When Lit. It features the vocal talents of Zach Morgan as the narrator, Charles Numerick as Ole Jacob, Nissa Nordland Morgan as Irva, and Chaz Gorman as the Nissa. Sound design, mixing, and clarinet by Nissa Nordland Morgan. Thank you for listening. Tak farat du liter. Atlanta Fringe Audio 2021 is brought to you by the Atlanta Fringe Festival. You can binge on Fringe on Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or wherever you enjoy podcasts. If you like this piece, leave a comment or review wherever you listen to podcasts.